Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for Life Links with the DL Link every Thursday at midday. There is a warrior inside each of us. Life Links is a funding initiative of the DL Link. I have Adam Cruz, who's an investigative environmental journalist. He's a travel writer. He's an academic and an author on the show today. Adam, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Nikki. I am so glad for that introduction. You you hit the nail on the head. It's exactly the fact that, you know, while we're trying to sort of handle this major, major crisis in in the in terms of COVID, we not, we're not really looking at the origins of it and how that could have we could have prevented this from happening and we can possibly still prevent future ones from com- from uh, coming to us so thank you for that introduction it's 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 exactly what this is Oh, well, that's, that's awesome, Adam. I'm very passionate about what you wrote about. I find it fascinating. Um, you know, I watched, um, David Attenborough's latest, um, documentary. I think it's called A Life on Our Planet or something like that. And I know that having discussed it with so many people, they felt so disheartened, um, because this idea of where is our planet today? And, and I love how you break everything down. And you do start off the book looking at all of these illnesses, these viruses, and you call them, hang on, let me look for the right word, zoo noses, um, because you say that 60% um, of the, a quarter, you say, okay, about one quarter of human deaths worldwide are caused by infectious diseases. And of those, 60% are considered to originate in animals called zoo noses. And more than 70% of those originate from wildlife. And in the past 40 years, the worst global pandemics have all been zoonotic in origin. Um, let's talk about that, Adam. Let's just talk about the fact that there are these these viruses, these these infectious diseases that we as human beings um, are are really being affected by, and it's coming from nature and and the kind of imbalance where that leads to. So over to you. Yeah, absolutely. It's about the imbalance of nature. So we, we've seen, as you just very correctly said, we've seen in the last fifty years. Oh, a hundred to, uh, and even back to a hundred, starting with the, the bird flu in 1918, is that these viruses come from animals, uh, hence the term zoonotic disease, you know, zoo, uh, in terms of animal. And they come from animals, and most of the really deadly ones are, have animal origins. So, um, for example, COVID, obviously, SARS and Nipah, uh, come from bats. We have bird flu and swine flu. We have Ebola, which came from a chimpanzee and was passed through various hosts and then transmitted to humans. Um, and a whole host of, of other diseases that are killing millions of people, destroying economies, wiping out um, people's livelihoods. And it's all because, and then the title is of my book is it's not about the bats, even though the origin comes from the bats. The reason why we suddenly seeing this increase of diseases and the frequency and deadliness of these diseases is because we are messing with nature. So we are moving into the forest. We are cutting them down. We are making the space of, of nature smaller and smaller and smaller. And nature contains all these diseases, but generally dilutes these diseases. That's the balance. But because we're making it smaller, these diseases are getting unlocked. They, uh, we are getting closer into areas that we didn't really get to. 
And that is basically the, the, the situation that we find ourselves in. Mm. And you talk about, uh, let me again see if I can, if I can uh, uh, pronounce this correctly, ethro, ethropocentrism. We're going through this epoch. Um, this, there's this loss of diversity, um, and you talk about a weak model and a strong model of the anthropocentric epoch. If you can just tell us what that is all about. Yeah, so the anthropocentric, it's, it's a fancy Latin word for human-centered or more appropriately human-first. You know, we, we think of ourselves as, as the most important animals on this planet. And that's really the, the situation that we, we are, are do, I mean, that we find ourselves in. And it's, it's a process that we are doing with nature. We kind of say nature belongs to us. It's, it's for our benefit and our benefit alone. And so we're going to use that. And with obviously with 8 billion of us on the planet, we are doing some serious, serious harm. So we're going to be unpacking that a little bit more. But in the book, you came across, in fact, I highlighted, and I really wanted to read it because for me, and we're going to stop for ads in a moment, um, and I'm going to read it after the ads, because for me, it just, it, it, it speaks to the arrogance of, of man. I mean, I, I hate to say that because I think that this planet is filled with kind, wonderful human beings who want that connection with nature, who, who do the best that they possibly can to have that. And yet we live in this time when the, the human being, it really is, is the most important. Or so we seem to think until we have these kind of viruses, these diseases, which turn our world upside down. So I'm going to read this after the break. It's the IUCN statement, um, which reinforces this, uh, what you call this, uh, well, the, the Latin term, but you mentioned it, the anthropocentric model. And we're having a very interesting discussion with Adam Cruz, who is an investigative environmental journalist. He's a travel writer, academic and author, and he's just written a book. It's not about the bats. Um, and he says conservation, the coronavirus, and how we must reset our relationship with nature. And at the back, Don Pinnock says of this book, these are the steps we need to take to restore the balance of nature and ensure our own survival. And I started off the show saying it's about cause and effect because we are experiencing the effect um, of possibly what we as human beings have caused. And I know that these are pretty harsh statements. And I, I really encourage you to, to listen with an open mind to what we're discussing and not just an open mind. It, it's all, you know, it's fact, it's there. But, but what are we going to do? What steps are we going to take to try and reverse this? So just before the break we were talking about this anthropocentric model and this is it's all centered around human beings and there's this IUCN statement and I'd like you I'm going to read it to you and I want you to kind of zoom out and and listen to this actual statement in terms of the planet in terms of every other living species that we share this planet with and the statement goes like this species are the building blocks of life the natural resources that humans rely on every day they provide us with food, fuel, clothes, and medicine. They purify water and air, prevent soil erosion, regular, regulate climate, and pollinate crops. They also provide a vital resource for economic activities such as tourism, fisheries, and forestry. 
And, you know, you can't argue that's absolute truth. But where in it, in this statement, does it talk about what we do to enhance the, the species, the life of the species, the natural world, to ensure that we can live not benefiting from this world, but how we can cohabitate, how we can live together. So, Adam, that's really what this book is all about. Am I right? Absolutely correct. It's, 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 it's exactly about it. It's about our treatment of nature and how we misuse it and how we've destroyed it and, and how we need to fix that. And, and it, it just it involves a, a sort of a little bit of a, a paradigm shift, not too great, but certainly we've, what we've got to do is we've got to switch it around to say that, you know, we're not on top of the pile and, and nature serves our, our benefits, but rather we serve each other's benefits. We can't do without nature. Nature can't do without us. So we need to sort of go into a more symbiotic relationship rather than, you know, this one that we are, you know, a superior being that we can do whatever we want uh, and, and cut into the rainforest and destroy species and consume them and, and trading them uh, to the, the fact that, you know, millions are going extinct and forests are disappearing and COVID diseases are now suddenly uh, spawning. And basically it hits home what COVID has done in terms of, this is it's put a spotlight on our destructive behavior and it's put a spotlight on the fact that we need to change this behavior and this book delves right into the sort of heart of that but it provides at the end it provides some solutions as to how we can Adam when you say that and and I hear what you're saying about the book at the end providing solutions um, people who are listening as you're talking about the problems the sense of overwhelm hits me it's like little old me what can I do Um, and then fear comes up because it's a case of what do I have to give up Um, does my life have to change radically in order to have this symbiotic relationship what do you say to people who with that all of sudden comes up for them when they hear what you say yeah that's a really good point i mean it is overwhelming these are massive issues i mean coronavirus is a a massive thing and how do we ever prevent another one from happening and how do we stop this mass destruction of nature how do we stop the forests of the amazon getting wiped out and and uh, species going extinct and yes it's a really really difficult exercise but if everybody just looks at things a little bit differently in terms of how important biodiversity is in our lives, whether it's your back garden, um, whether it's uh, the slopes of Table Mountain protecting that and the, and the animals and the biodiversity and other little things like changing your diet. So one of the great, one of the big problems with this whole process and the destruction of nature is the fact that humans all, well, most of our 8 billion like to consume animals. Mm. And we sort of look at that and say, "Mm, maybe we are doing that too much. And I'll give you an example. The Amazon rainforest, the reason why it's getting cut down is to make space for agricultural land to feed cows, which in turn feed us. So in actual fact, it's the commercial beef industry that is one of the major causes of habitat destruction and in turn, probably one of the major causes of this COVID-19. So we need to start thinking, hmm, let's not perhaps eat as much meat or 
better still. Let's source, if you can't stop eating meat, let's source our meat from local products, from organic products, and not from these massive commercial industrial beef industries that are basically destroying this planet. So that's great. And again, I, I hear people think about maybe cost involved when you're looking at organic and smaller. And as I said, people are concerned about someone they love getting sick and people are concerned about losing their jobs, all the things that you highlighted earlier. And that's possibly the focus. And this is maybe at the bottom um, of, of, of the importance that the kind of the list that they, that they have. And, and Adam, so, so just to sell your point even more um, to, to, to join the dots in terms of, because some people will then go back to, well, it was a, a bat in China and we shouldn't eat that kind of wildlife. It has nothing to do with these animals that we're consuming and, and all of these farms. H how can you link that up? Yeah, now that, that is a good point. And that's, I mean, again, it points to the title of the book. So yes, the bat was the origin of, of this disease, but the disease was, was, was in the sort of forests that the bat lived in. And these diseases have always been there. In fact, there, there's hundreds of thousands of diseases in there that we probably don't even know. And we'll no doubt get unlocked the deeper we push into the forest. So the key is it's not about the bat. It's about us humans pushing into the, the habitat, reducing the natural habitat where these d diseases become concentrated and then get unlocked. And it's also quite interesting that around these disappearing forests, at the edges of these disappearing forests, the bats and the rats, which carry the diseases, proliferate. So where there is that kind of um, divide between agricultural and natural, the, the bats and the rats uh, proliferate because the predators, the main predators have been taken out. And so these animals proliferate and the diseases get concentrated and then they just explode. So essentially, that's what it's about. So it's not really about, I'll never eat a bat, so I'm going to be fine. Yeah. But this disease is going to come from the fact that we are consuming beef at a scale that we actually don't need it at that that kind of level. I mean, the human population, and I mentioned this in the book, there have been a lot of studies saying that we just reduce our consumption of beef by a few percent. We can actually free up enough space for nature and uh, and we can still survive going way into the next century. It's such a um, it's such a difficult topic to discuss. I mean, I, I personally am a vegetarian, um, and I, I never go out of my way to try and convert anybody because people are, you know, they're pretty passionate. If you're a meat eater, you're a meat eater. And I mean, in South Africa, you know, we consume a lot of meat, and I I almost feel like using the argument of 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 and it's it's not I mean it's not the argument I mean it's the, the reality of it but by saying reducing the meat people will question as I said and we'll go back to the whole bat scenario and and I and I wonder and this is I'm not asking you the question I'm just kind of speaking my mind I wonder when we'll get to the point when we can talk about this real issue of consuming the amount of flesh that we as human beings consume without it being such a, a charged subject with people willing to say, okay, let me make the changes or because do you get what I'm saying, Adam? There's, there's a lot of resistance to this. Absolutely. You, you're absolutely correct in that. I mean, but this discussion has begun. I mean, the, the, the David Attenborough documentary uh, you, you brought up, he mentions the same thing. Yeah. And he says, it, it is about a reduction, but we're not advocating stop eating meat. We're not advocating everybody to become vegetarian or vegan. 
um, although that would be really great, but, um, but no, I mean, especially in, in countries like South Africa and Argentina and Brazil and, and, and places where beef is a major thing, but it's about the kind of beef that you are, you, you are eating. So, you know, and, and luckily in South Africa, we do have a lot of free range, uh, um, cattle and the industry isn't as commercialized as it is in Brazil or the United States. Um, uh, that, that are kind of destroying these things. You know, that, that these are just massive feedlots. And these, these, I mean, cattle, they're more cattle in the world than humans. And they've got to be fed. And the only way to feed them is to free up more agricultural space. And it's happening in the Amazon and it's happening in the, the DRC and it's happening all around the world. And biodiversity is getting destroyed. And with biodiversity, again, these diseases are coming out. So it's a kind of, you know, if, if you're thinking, how are we going to help this? How are we going to be a healthy society again? How are we going to prevent anything like this ever happening again? This is the way we've got to do it. And it's a small little change, just little changes uh, um, in terms of your diet and where you you kind of look for your food. So, Adam, the book, um, it's not about the bats because um, this is really the last question, which you wrote during coronavirus and you finished and you said you've got the recommendations at the back. But ideally, people who read it, what 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 are you hoping for? When they read the book. Well, I'm hoping that it does start, like you said, initiating the conversation. I mean, I think it, it's pretty thorough. There's a lot of research that goes into this book and a lot of my own sort of observations as well based on that research. And I mean, people can obviously make up their own minds. I'm not, I'm not sort of advocating anything definite. Uh, I also mentioned that, you know, how governments can sort of deal with things and, 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 you know, they're, they're all, there's so many different aspects in terms of the solution that we provided. But the bottom line is that we need to free up more space for nature to thrive. We, we are, we are squashing it into smaller and smaller little parcels. And, uh, we need to sort of start thinking about how we, we can undo that. And be it by just planting an extra tree in your garden, um, or taking a walk in the forest and enjoying the forest and, and, and how important that they are, uh, or swim in the sea. Um, you know, these things are all very, very important. So as long as we start thinking that way and thinking about how important it is to preserve the natural space, uh, I think things will start changing. Mm. Well, Patricia Awori, Director of Pan-African Wildlife Conservation Network, said of this book, this book goes where few have gone before. This is a courageous book that you will not regret reading. We need to read it. We, I have to thank you, Adam, for writing this book, for explaining it so well. You know, it's, it's, one would think that it could be a difficult read. It's a, it's a very interesting read. It's a very important read. You know, we, we cannot continue to be ostriches. And then when we experience the effect of our actions, we run around and we try to, try and put out these these blazing fires. Um, we have to take our heads out of the ground and we've got to be in action. And Adam Cruz in this book, It's Not About the Bats, tells us and gives suggestions how to do it. Adam, thanks for writing the book. Really great. And I, I hope lots and lots of people read it. Thank you, Nikki. And well said again at the end. Absolutely hit the nail. Thanks, Adam, and take care. Adam Cruz, um, he's just written the book, It's Not About the Bats. And I didn't ask, but I presume, Adam, at major uh, 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 stores, bookstores? Yes, uh, it launches on Friday. Tomorrow it will be at all the major bookstores throughout the country.